Hello, hello, hello. It's the Rubik's Cuban, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Lord Nerd of House Nerd, King of the Andalites, and the First Memes, the Man of the Hour with the Black Panther Power, the Snyder Cut of the Hour. This is Josue. Welcome back to Bus Stop Nerds. And with me, as always, my trusty co host, Jerry the Bear with the lustrous hair, no care in our fair, but still highly debonair. And I could be anywhere, but I'm glad to be here. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the AKs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Today we are here to talk about the the, the Snyder Cut. Four hours that we spent watching it. We're going to talk about uh, how we got to this, the pros, the cons, the reactions, where it improved from the theatrical cut, what could be the future of the DC universe after this. And then we're going to do a little bit about our favorite DC shows of the past. And for those of you who want to get into the reading material of the, the, the Snyder Cut, I have some recommendations uh, if you want to stay tuned for that. Because we should all read more comics. For sure, for sure, for sure. Sure, yeah, definitely. So, uh, we, we had spoken about this Snyder Cut before. In fact, it was only yes. about two weeks before we did the podcast. Yeah, and when we were on Discord and you were playing Need for Speed and we were just chatting about, we we spoke about the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. and I, I know I, I told you I ain't watching that shit. That wasn't my. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> I said I, that, and that was even before we realized it was four hours long. Yeah, bro. When I realized it was four hours long, I'd be like, for what? Like, what? What could you possibly have to say in to four say. hours? Like, I mean, like, we've me seen was- this. Yeah, right. Someone reminded me it was half a work day or more more than half of a work day. Like that's so much time dedicated just sitting down yeah. staring. It took me nine hours to watch it. Oh, okay. I I, I mean that's, it usually, that's believable. It usually takes me like three hours to watch a 90-minute movie because I always have to pause mm-hmm. and I either pause to search some actor on IMDb. Or I okay. pause to, to go and research something that was mentioned in it. Uh, or I just pause because I'm exhausted and I need like a mental break <laughs> or because I just lose focus. But you yeah. can imagine what well, like four hours. I, I was I was here I was there for nine hours watching it. I started at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. By the time I finished, like there was no sound in my house. There was no sound in my neighborhood yeah, at all. Everyone yeah. was sleeping. No one else was online. And I had just just finished it. How were you during uh, Endgame, though? Because Endgame was three hours and everyone was a little like, holy, like three hours, that's long. Like we Those hours, those three hours passed by. Uh, <laughs> they I did. mean, they really did fly by. <laughs> they, they, they came to a point that there was a point where I was watching here and during the last two hours and it was at like the last 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, all right, so there's no way they're going to wrap this up altogether. Like, even though I spent all that time watching it, I was actually right. hoping that it would be longer, which oh, which I surprised okay. myself there. I know I yeah. said I wasn't going to watch this, but I, I lasted maybe like five minutes when it came out. At the end of the day, I'm a nerd and I want to watch yeah. these things. You know, yeah. I, I want to enjoy and like these things as much as I don't. I, I do want to like it. I don't want to be the guy who is out here saying about how Superman in this movie sucks. I don't like this Batman. If you don't know. I don't like these movies. Yeah. Exactly. I love the these things. Yeah. And as they say, you don't get to hate it until you, until you love it. I didn't think I would like Man of Steel either, but I still said, man, I, I had the, the Superman tape, the first Superman tape growing up with Christopher Reeves. I, I watched that till the film like unwound from the tape. 
So I was yeah. like, I'll do it. I'll do it for the nostalgia. I'll, I'll just do it to be a part. And sure, I absolutely hated it. But at least now I know that <laughs> I know, I know by, by comparison, like what I like and what I don't yeah. like. Yeah. I was watching the Snyder Cut. Uh, well, I finished watching it. Or I think I, I saw when Batman and Superman first interacted. And mm. I my first thought was, damn, they should really do a Batman v Superman because I was thinking <laughs> of I was thinking of the the comic, right? And I was right. thinking how great that was. And I was like, damn, this is I'd like to see them because they were Oh, I was watching the clip where they were, it was the very end and he was talk, uh, Bruce was talking to Clark and they were looking at the Kent farm and everything. Mm. And I was like, well, they've really come close together. I'd love to see how they'd split. And then I forgot <laughs> that the <laughs> that story already, already had been poorly done. <laughs> it was. The whole thing was rushed. I think they were just yeah. like, yo, we got, I feel like they were just looking through popular comic book storylines. And yeah. they saw that and they were like, well, we have Superman. They seem to like that one. Everybody likes Batman. Let's just throw that in. Well, I think there was a lot of like, like telling and not showing. And I guess it was believed that Justice League would be the one that would fix all these things. Uh, unfortunately, Zack Snyder had to leave the project, at which point Joss Whedon took over <laughs> the director's duty. The end result was a film that looked like it was made by two people and two yes, people that definitely. never once consulted with each other on what the story was supposed to be. It is so painfully obvious that it was a movie lacking. Uh, I don't know if the word is substance, but it was. It seemed very surface level. It mm -hmm. it felt kind of like an insult to the people that cared about the characters. You know, hey, look at these, look at these people. They're making a couple jokes. Pew pew, pow pow. That's it. Roll credits. It was it was a lot of missed opportunities. Like <laughs> let me let me just say that. And it was I guess it was hard to tell what was Joss's hand and what was Snyder's hand. And I'll admit, I was maybe a bit unfair in that. I was in the opinion <laughs> yeah. that the, 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 the worst of this was Snyder's influence. <laughs> I always say yes. like, I, I'm just, I'm just basing on the fact that I saw the last two films. I, I really don't have much hope that he would have done a better job. And I was one of those people who said, the Snyder cut does not exist. Oh, like, you it, were it not does, I was, I was, I, was, like, was I wasn't there with that. I thought it was a hoax. I thought you guys are just there going on for false hope. And also, the Snyder Cut became a very interesting conversation in, in pop culture. But I oh. used to be around, like, comics Twitter. And I used to follow a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And I was there at the beginnings where, like, the Snyder Cut conversation began. And I saw how much of that movement began to be galvanized and pushed by alt-right oh. um, comic book sites really actually the very first people who asked that was like an alt-right site it's called bounding into comics if you're familiar with gamergate oh uh, yes 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 yeah uh -huh. but these guys call themselves comics gate the venn diagram of the people who started the snyder cut petition who work on mm -hmm. bounding into comics and who are a part of gamergate is like one flat circle they are all the same so the uh, much of the conversation around the snyder cut became this very very toxic thing Oh, and, okay. I'm, I've, I've just made the mistake of checking it out. Thankfully, in incognito. Yeah, this looks yeah. horrendous. <laughs> it, it is it's very awful. It's very awful. Um, and, 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 it, and it got to the point where like some of them were actually attacking um, comic book um, writers who either did not like the Snyder movies or were of the opinion that the Snyder Cut does not exist. I, I, I saw like one day on Twitter when these guys, like a, a pile of trolls, 
attacked uh, a comics book writer who's a, a trans woman. Oh, okay. like sharing the most disgusting things. Oh God! For an entire day, but to the point that it, that. Per- what is it about? Like, is it that they like him? Is it that they like his his directorial style? I, I don't know why there is such that connection of like these alt right fans who like Snyder's movies, mm-hmm. but but that ended up being the case. But 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 that led to that whole Snyder cut conversation being very. A very toxic thing political that almost yeah i almost wanted not it not to resurface just because i didn't want them to yeah to, to, to have that Feel satisfaction vindicated. right yeah uh, another yeah. thing that also um gave my interest in this is reading uh, about the joss sweden fiasco oh with yes. ray fisher yeah yeah he was um, he was a blip in in whedon's uh cut my goodness so much so much of this stuff was cut but like it was um it was around the same time during like the George Floyd protests when um right. Ray Fisher Ray Fisher like came out and said that uh, as much as all these people are talking about uh, representation behind the screen I want to share the fact that when I was working on this movie Jeff Jones said quote we can't have an angry black man as the center of our movie oh god which is what led to all the cuts. Oh. And as as Ray said, I Ray said, and this is all written very eloquently in Ray's mm. message. He said he usually mm. tries to give people the benefit of the doubt because of things that they don't understand, but because of their biases. That, exactly, that's exactly what he said. And and furthermore, yeah. when you say that, but then act on it in a way that you go about erasing all of the yeah. black people that were in that film. You can no, you no longer get the benefit of the doubt. So it's cool. So, it's fine if it's an angry white man. Yeah, I mean, of but, course, was it? <laughs> we've seen that, but an angry black man. Oh no! But do you think do you do you think that that came from an even an even more pious point of racism? Because like some people could spin it to say, like you know, oh the trope of you know there's the there's the even more popular trope of the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. people could spin it to be like, well, he didn't want to perpetuate the trope of angry black people. So he just, <laughs> I can nah. see it because I'm, I'm on Twitter <laughs> yeah. too. So I see the garbage. Right, right. I see the, the, the devil's nonsense. advocate comments. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I, 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 w- I would say that there's like, there, that you could say that there is a danger in hypervisibility, but erasure sure. is just as violent. Ex- I think yeah. it's even worse because I yeah. mean, if even if you, if you have, even if you went hard into that trope, right, mm-hmm. it would still bring out some kind of conversation. It it wouldn't be good. Like if he if he really did have Cyborg just being an a necessarily angry black person, right, mm-hmm. without any any merit or anything, just playing into the trope, it would be horrible. But it would bring awareness as to like, hey, this is ridiculous, and this happens too often in movies. But if you if you take it upon yourself in general, just based on race to be like, okay, I don't really like how stereotypical we're being or how stereotypical I think we're mm-hmm. being. So I'm just gonna pluck it out. That's even worse. You get yeah. Like, so I guess like with amongst the, the, the toxic conversation, there was something about the Snyder Cut now being released that for me it made it more is that Ray Fisher finally got to do his thing as that Snyder got to do his got to see his vision um, played out. So what did you think of the show 
uh, sorry, the movie overall. Mm -hmm. I liked the choices of showing nearly everyone's, everyone who didn't get a chance to have a background, you know, being a background story told about them. So we got a mm. little, a little peek into Flash. We got a heavy dose of, of Cyborg. Uh, Wonder Woman, we've had, you know, two movies of her already, but I think they still, they held well to her character as well. We got a little bit more of, of Batman. And I think we got a lot more of Bruce Wayne, more so than Batman, which which isn't a bad thing. The choice even like um, Steppenwolf mm -hmm. was much much better here. Oh yeah, and I mean he looked so much. He didn't <laughs> look like a PlayStation One character. <laughs> like I could believe that he was standing there. It wasn't because sometimes I I try not to harp on the graphics of. No, not the graph. I try not to harp on the graphics of games, but I try also not to say too much about the effects in movies because, mm. you know, sometimes you can kind of just separate yourself from it. But other times it's just very distracting. And yeah. that was extremely distracting in the original uh, Whedon cut, I'll say. Yeah. The, the ending, the, the third act of, of, the, of the Snyder cut was so much better so 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 much better it made so much more sense and this is it ties into what i was saying as well about just feeling uh cucked basically if i can <laughs> if i can use that word because i felt like an idiot having watched the first one and now right. knowing like okay that's how they that's how they got there oh that's how that character even just placement like character placement was yeah. just completely you'd blink it just made more sense yeah, for the yeah. for for Whedon's, you'd blink and suddenly Batman will be up on a hill and and Aquaman's in a building surfing down it and you're like how Wait, how the ass did they even get there? I thought yeah, they were yeah. I thought they just landed right, uh, but a lot more was was fleshed out as you can do in four hours, mm -hmm. uh, but I I still think I think Whedon could have done a much better job even in his two hours, a lot a lot better a much 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 better movie I think and. As you said, the time went by. I thought it was great. Immediately, you begin to see the differences. The interactions feel more, more natural. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it feels like better acted. And I mean, and it's kind of weird to me because it's like, I know that it's the same it's the scenes, same, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it was definitely much better than a the theatrical release. Though honestly, anything would have been an improvement over that. I don't think that it's needed to be four hours. I know people <laughs> say like, be, be, being four hours explains a lot of the things that the other film didn't do, but you mm -hmm. can still show those things and explain it in three hours. If you cut some of the slow motion, <laughs> if you sped it up, if you if you cut some of that slow motion, you would shave at least a good half hour. Honestly, I feel like this man could do dialogue in slow motion. He would do it too. Ray Fisher had been severely shafted in the mm -hmm. theatrical cut. So mm -hmm. much of his story got cut, and is there are things of his story that would have not just given more insight into what he was who he was as a character yeah. but it would have also given insight into the theme that the film was going for because the theatrical cut seems very lacking in any theme it has lacking in any point that it's trying to say mm -hmm. but this one you see through him is about a story about family about finding new family and that also relates to steppenwolf where you see more of the reason why he's doing this is because he's cast out and he wants to get yes. back in. 
Right. Yeah, it, I mean, this is evil man is evil. Yeah, it's just like evil man is evil and says very like you know generic one liners. It's yeah. like no, like evil man wants to get back with his family. You know, he wants to be invited to Thanksgiving again. <laughs> he, he wants, wants to be to, invited to the cookout. Yeah, he wants to go back in a group chat where like on mornings they send you like you know blessings, like, <laughs> sh- sh- share this for blessings and all that stuff. It it made sense and it adds to this overall theme of of family and and finding your family in, in strangers that those two characters really um, solidified that in this version. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, from the Wonder Woman bank scene where she was like, you know, dropping like the, the, the blocking the bullets at super speed yeah. to be seen in that scene in Themyscira. Or where, where they were defending, where they were defending. Yeah, the where they were defending it from the mother boss from, from Stephanie. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. fun. The, I like the, the fight scenes. I, to be honest, I'm a sucker. I'm a bit of a sucker for slow-mo. Not, not necessarily this much, but mm. to the point where I personally don't think it was as egregious and, and painful to, <laughs> to watch. I like yeah. slow-mo if it's like, if you have like a fast scene or like a scene that you want to show me, you know, in very quick sequences. Uh, right, break down a detail of what happened, right? Or to show like a sleight of hand or a twist. I get that. But he shows slow-mo to show a character walking across a room. Yeah. And at this point, it's like, bruh, I mean, we get it. Like, wh- why do we need why do we need to see these two steps in slow yeah. motion? Is this is yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's so much. And I do feel like it actually affected the action at some point. After at some point, and it goes for anything. The more you keep doing the same trick later on down the line, especially with a four-hour film, it begins yeah. to wear. It begins to yeah. wear on, and that's that, that's what happened with me in the slow motion. After a while, it was like, it, it, I grew I grew so tired of it. With with the flash, like he was either in utterly slow motion, or he was just you just saw the the blue lightning, and you yeah. saw just him darting basically. So mm. he's there, and then your eyes have to kind of kind of guess because they didn't really. Sometimes they didn't even really show his his trajectory, like his path. He just kind of it was there, just a lot of lightning. And then you saw and, and a lights. blur, yeah, yeah. And then he popped up somewhere else. Um, so it was either that or just utterly slow motion. Yeah. So I understand you, but how is? I guess it's hard to to get that on on screen. Like you brother, that, brother, that should the, literally. The... Huh? Nah, you can't say it. no. Oh, see, I can't. I can't say. It. I can't excuse that. When the CW show does yeah. a killer job of showing the Flash moving in his powers, like he looks clean, you can tell everything. And yeah, there's moments when I go to slow motion, but mostly you can see like the after images, Flash moving. But here, like they overdo it with like, the lightning effects, the flashes, and it's at some point you don't even see him moving; you just see lightning. Yeah, and yeah, it's just- and it's almost like it's not clean. Yeah, I I but- I like I still like the the part uh where superman came back and he was like basically holding off all of them and the flash like he he was zipping behind him and then he started to realize oh shit i don't usually see anything move right (laughs) right now and he's looking at him and superman just kind of (laughs) who are you who do you think you are you're a child but that was one of the dopest scenes in the theatrical cut, and I'm glad that they kept that in. But though I they, feel like didn't they extend it in in this? They, one? They yeah, like 
Yeah, which I was going to say, like, the extended version of it was not an improvement. I felt like when it was shorter, there was more momentum to it because, like, more of, like, it was more, like, concentrated on Superman's ferocity. Yes. And, and I yeah. think that, that sold that scene much more than and, here when it was the, more extended. The fear of, in Flash's eyes, because he was, I yeah. know exactly what he was doing. But you could see the fear of someone who had mm-hmm. never seen something like happen before. <laughs> right. And it was just, it was mind boggling to him. And then he right. realized, oh, I'm in shit. I'm in <laughs> deep shit. If this man can see me moving and can move his eyes fast enough to do that, I'm in Potter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the new scene also when he ran at him and Superman just sidestepped and he ran yeah. into like Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, there's like, um, I, I felt like the, the the Batman when he like tried to fray Batman, and he's like blocking it with a gauntlet. gauntlet. No, there's so was no like, way. Okay, so there's get no away way. with it. I was like, bro, I was like, I'm so tired dead. of this this Batgirl supremacy, right? <laughs> I, I was, was ready so tired. To see a hole in his chest. I was bro, like, oh, I was I saying, made an interesting cut here. He's dead. Because that was the first moment I saw. I felt like my heart was really like pumping because yeah. when i saw cyborg have that that premonition of the nightmare scenario mm-hmm. right where he saw that whole scene where superman turns evil and then the whole world becomes under command of dark side all those things i said is this when it happens when he kills batman because <laughs> I, I i thought i thought honestly what we were going to see is that we were going to see him come out completely lose his mind Mm-hmm. they lose and then the flash is going to have to go back in time and then uh-huh. we'll see the correction which is what we saw in the ending and yeah. that's what how i thought it was going to happen because when i saw it, i was like oh my god is he going to die here is he going to kill batman but no he i would have rather he died honestly yeah i was so there's no <laughs> firstly in how much ever time that uh that superman's been on earth or like that humans have been aware of superman that mm. batman has like set his R&D development <laughs> defending against Kryptonian lasers what I, I feel and I mean I don't know if they're trying to take cues listen, from like how there's vibranium and it can absorb energy I don't give a shit there's listen no that, shit is just, that shit is just Kevlar that is a Batman <laughs> suit is just Kevlar right so I don't know where they try to come with this. This not, It's not even like Prometheus. I think I said the strong metal in DC is this metal called Prometheum. This is nothing. This is just Kevlar. Yeah. So I don't know this whole thing where like you burn it. Oh, here go, there goes the right glove. Oh, and there goes the left glove. Also, <laughs> you're telling me that Superman, see, even if we are to believe that he was defending with gauntlets that could somehow work, you're telling me Superman couldn't just like click down to his legs or something? Just couldn't glance up at his face. He can't. Just, he can't just fly move. down and like um, uh, right. break his neck. Anything, but, but listen, but we we don't condemn violence in <laughs> a, a bus stop nurse. But I just thought, if we are gonna go that way, just go all the way. Just let him burn. Just let him violence. Yeah, just let him cook, Batman. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Like speaking about the Flash, I really do not like Ezra Miller in this role. I don't. I think he is. I don't I th- him either. I think he is like a poor man's Tom Holland. Yes, a yeah. poor man's Peter Parker. That's what I was gonna say. And by and by poor man, I mean like that that person is like poor as in homeless. Um, 
like eats dirt kind of poor man. Like, yeah like he just i mean that's not okay problematic oh. like oh, dear. Um, oh, dear. Pro- problematic <laughs> but um listen this man was like he was in another movie yes he was he was too he was a little too chipper after seeing the thing yeah. that he saw he was not not only like i feel like he could have he was amazed yes but he was more so amazed at normal things that that we would be amazed at like oh whoa bruce wayne has mm. a big big plane yeah of course he does are we not gonna talk about like what you just like who you just saw get murdered in right in, it's like it's like before? yeah it's like bro like you know like stick with the stick with what's going on right now you know like re- re- read the room in a sense it's like he, he was trying to do the the worst impression of paul rudd as that oh, man yeah, yeah. That, that, that's who paul rudd's character is he's a guy who's in the superheroes but he's like oh my god i'm True. around these yes. superheroes yeah but yeah. at least when paul rudd does it he's charming this guy is annoying and the fact this is like again a four-hour cut has blessings and it has curses and this motherfucker was a curse <laughs> like I don't even I don't even want to get to the way he ran, right? Oh yeah. Well, I firstly the the scene where I first got like entirely sick of him was where they were literally digging up Superman's body, and he leans up on the shovel, right? <laughs> You're digging up the body of the man that you claim after is this, your, this right, right is your, your hero your hero and right. your, you looked up to him so much, and then like maybe two minutes before that he was like, hey. So you think Wonder Woman's into younger men? <laughs> and Slaybark had to be the one to be like, dude, this isn't the time. Shut up. Yeah, yeah the brother's starving. No. Yeah, the brother's <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> like, I mean, talk about starving. Do you see when he was saving Iris? Oh, that was... That shit was a, I, that I, is I a sexual harassment lawsuit. And I messaged you. And yeah. I was like, this is weird. This should not have been left in. I, I mean, it's nice to see him, you know, using his powers separately and right. kind of how he is away from the Justice League, but that was unnecessary. He was a little too touchy. So, like, I mean, you go to save someone. I mean, I understand people were harping about the hot dog. It's like, whatever, he's hungry. Get the hot dogs. That's fine. I would do the same thing. But you go to save somebody, you decide you just start caressing your girl face or something like that. I was like, bro, yeah. brother, man, like consent. <laughs> that is a that is a red flag. I I the first time I saw him, you know, starting to kind of weirdly grope her, I said, okay, they're bringing, they're kind of bringing a little bit of science into it because uh, the same way that they showed in in X Men, like when Quicksilver's mm. uh, rushing people, he holds their necks so they don't right, so they don't whiplash. Yeah, so they right. don't break their necks. So I thought he was kind of gonna, you know, <laughs> hold her but not grip right. her. And it wouldn't be, it would be a little more believable. But then he just started right. like rubbing her cheek and, the woman and a whole check brushing, up. brushing, brushing the hair away from her face. That time, like in the woman's brain in real time, she's just thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I'm gonna die. Right. Like it's just a blip to her. And he just weird. She doesn't know what's going on. Listen, for, first day in the Justice League, I'm taking him to HR. As like, <laughs> you need to, we need to have a conversation about what you do when you save these women. Yeah, what you um, do and what you can't do. But what I, I don't mean to keep picking on the man. Is it how he runs? Is it going to be how he runs? What is what? what is that? What is I that? I don't know. I Does this man know how to run? That was honestly. Maybe. I, see, I, had a, I had a buddy tell me that the reason why it's like that is because he ran on a treadmill. And uh, I guess because he didn't 
they, they didn't do a body double for the run, which they should have done. Uh -huh. But he actually did the running scenes. And okay. he ran on a treadmill. And I said, okay, I guess it was tough. But okay, fine. You run on a treadmill. <laughs> I guess you're not going to learn natural. But have you ever run in your life, brother? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that how you run? Like, you're falling down? I really thought it was... Was it his idea then? Was it his movement? Or was he it's just his movement. That, that's like how, that? That's how he runs. That's sad. I don't know if he was trying to be funny. <laughs> Especially but like, I mean, since, as you said, the CW Flash looks a whole lot better in in motion. Yeah, but I mean, like Grant Gustin has body doubles, but Grant Gustin also runs and stays in shape. You see him on posts on his Instagram, yeah, where he'd yeah. be like on a treadmill running, and he's got good form when he yeah. runs because obviously, if you're gonna be the man who the fastest man alive who runs for a living, commit and try to get that good running form. This man is running like he's swimming in in on land. Well, maybe I, I, maybe that's how he feels. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, Air is a fluid. Air no, is a fluid. don't defend this shit. Don't defend this shit. I did like but, uh, still mm -hmm. still on that scene. My one last thing. I did like the 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 physics kind of aspect where obviously if you're moving fast enough, you know you're moving faster than the speed of sound. You can mm -hmm. literally just put a fingertip through glass and it completely shatters yeah and and they showed like when he turned that his his like all of his shoes were just completely burned up i don't know how he explained mm. that to to the lady yeah. that that was interviewing him that he was that was very well with. that was well detailed there because that's exactly what it would happen yeah like, it, it just burned the, just the burned leather up. yeah yeah so i thought i like when they when they show me believable things in you know, in, mm. in superhero movies that you you, su you suspend the disbelief, but it's still nice to see like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would actually work. That does make sense. For sure, yeah. Um, I think, like, obviously, like, we, we must talk about, even, like, Aquaman. Aquaman's character here, I think, was much, much improved. Yeah, because, like, in, in, in the theatrical cut, he's, like, he's too much of a hillbilly. And I think it was a sense of like, he's almost like overcooked in the sense of like, well, we got to make him look cool. So he's just this like very yeah. vulgar character. He's a dude, bro. He's a, yeah. he's a frat boy. Yeah, he's like, like a... Yeah, who just drops like, yeehaw, and all this stuff. Like, yeah. my man. You know, and, and it's and like... Where do you, if he's so much of a loner, right? Right. And if he's so much, like he doesn't care and all he does is drink and he's so broody, where do you get this this time to to communicate with people and be like that and 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 be accustomed or be <laughs> comfortable doing that around people here he looked more like a, like a noble character who actually has brains and 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 sensitivity you know like the, I, I do like that scene at the cemetery because it gave them a chance to to speak candidly yes you without, know without without, without the facade without, yeah oh okay i thought you were gonna say without that that other scene where he accidentally sat on the the lasso of truth and he oh, had yeah. to speak his truth that scene was rubbish i was, I was so glad that was good i i saw that scene the, was rubbish i saw the, the the setting of it and i was like i hope i don't hear that line ever yeah i said bro like it just boggles my like, the joss whedon cut has so much nonsense in it so much nonsense in it just um, unnecessary stuff yeah I do like the part when he was in um, the cave and he was just throwing Batman stuff around when they lost him on the box. 
Oh yeah. I yeah. think that was in a theatrical yeah. I don't I don't I don't remember that being here, but he was just throwing his stuff around and Batman was like, This is my shit. Did like, you did you buy this? <laughs> did you you know can, no not even can you not even did you buy this, but can you pay me back for it? But if it, you can't Come to my house, just pelting my laptop around and shit like that. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, but of course, like the, the most improved person here was um, Cyborg. By far. And By I, far. I, I told myself, I, I stopped and I was like, wait, I feel like we got, well, this was after I saw the, the, the we didn't cut. I mm. said, we saw more of Cyborg in the trailer for Justice League than then in the actual movie, it feels like there was more backstory and, and understanding of, of Cyborg in the trailer, I think, than mm-hmm. what Whedon decided to play in 2017. And yeah. I was so glad that, because I mean, I wouldn't have assumed that. I, I thought he was kind of going to go with Batman be, uh, driving the story. But Cyborg's story tied in very well. And as you said, it dealt with family, it dealt with you know, a father, father-son bond, which you don't see fleshed out very well either in, in superhero mm-hmm. movies that much. It's usually, you know, the kind of romantic interest or it's uh, mother and son, but it was I think the well one, done. the only one that does that as, as very well is um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think it does like a fantastic oh, job yes. of, of yeah. showing like, fa- like it, the well, theme of had, fatherhood. They had the but here it was more about like family. Yeah. And I yeah, like I, I like the scene where he he crushed the the voice recorder first. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I it was it was surprising at first because he's the you heard like um and now on the point of being a, a father and just click. Yeah. And it showed he was he still had his reservations mm-hmm. and he that that was before his dad died, right? That was like, yeah, that was before. That was very early when he left in the tape recorder and he destroyed it. You it's not right, until later exactly. on that he, he he fixes it. I did enjoy that scene when he was like, when he was now tapping into his powers. And he was uh, looking into, into mm. all the, the cryptocurrency and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. I, you didn't like that? Little, it was a little <laughs> less than believable for me because mm. every time I see... Every time I see shots like that, I just think of, you know, when you in in the early two thousands when hackers would be on I don't know whatever crime show it was. Would they'd, they'd be hallucinating geometry and calculations? Yes, right. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I understand everyone has to has to do it different, and it's hard to mm. to visualize something that's digital. So you put it up like even in in like say Age of Ultron, I thought it was really weird when they had Ultron. Uh, fighting Jarvis and they had it as like a sphere it was it was it was a bit cheesy for me and Mm -hmm. then to see him to see him literally go into the woman's bank account right I like I like I like how they how they showed him as a human being in like within the cyborg suit or you know digitally or whatever it kind of makes sense but when when he went into the woman's bank account and like Jesus, like just put his hands on the two five dollar bills that were in it, yeah. and then just magnified it, and not magnified it. He like I don't know, multiplied it by by a thousand, or it was way more than that. He gave her like a hundred thousand dollars. He basically gave her enough that that woman's gonna get audited. Yeah, like, <laughs> the following day, 
the and, following and the IRS the is going to show up at that woman's house and be like, excuse me. Where did uh, it come We have from? some questions. <laughs> and I mean, like he, he did that. He, I feel like he, we could have just seen him change the number because right. digitally money is not bills. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> I, I could, I, if it was something that was in his mind where you could see that his, like it's his idea of money. So if he's multiplying it in his mind, he's multiplying, you know, dollar bills. But if he's really tapping into, I don't know, ATMs or whatever, and you can you can make the bills have little purple rubber bands and stuff around them, mm. it, it took me out of it. I I like that. I mean, and I know like based on the the original stereotypical hacker scene that you would see, it makes sense because he is you know a, a cyborg that is has like you know space aliens, cosmic technology that is allowing him to do all these things. But yeah. for, from there, um, if I may get political in a sense, because I always um, commented, um, co comment on this in this way. People often say the difference between like DC characters is that DC characters are more fantastical, whereas okay. like Marvel characters Fair. are more like grounded. Yes, but for yes. me, it's like, I always see that Marvel characters operate within the purpose of trying to change the status quo, whereas DC characters all work within maintaining a status quo. Like even like uh. Superman. Superman doesn't work doesn't fight at least like now um superman doesn't fight to change or improve lives he fights to maintain order true and yeah and well, there's Superman's that always moment, been a boy scout yeah even though he started as a rebel because like in the original superman used to be sort of like the robin hood for the working class but um true it, it yes, just goes yeah. to show how you know how things have changed how capitalism corrupts everything <clears throat> yeah yeah. Um, um, that's very red of me, but um, <laughs> but I would but I would say like from the beginning when his father was telling him you can do all these things, and then there was that scene when he was watching the woman. In the beginning, I was like, "Is this good? I hope this is not going into some ver into some angle where he sees this woman is poor and struggling mm -hmm. to make rent, and he's like, "Oh no, no! But this is not the right thing to do. She's got to get out the struggle on her own." So I'm very <laughs> glad to see. Because I, I saw that coming, you know, because I because I was watching and I say, you see, and this is what I don't like about uh, DC characters. They could probably do this bullshit and be like, oh, no, no, I can't give this woman this money. So to see her, right. poor woman alone. <laughs> but I think I think that is a very important thing to show, because out of all the heroes that we see, let, let's look at the other heroes that we have seen so far mm. appear in the DC universe. None of them Wonder have given any money. None of them, none of that, but none of them have been the sort of like hero that looks out for the average person. The little guy, mm -hmm. right? Because heroes are just he, superheroes. That just goes for Marvel as well. Mm -hmm. All this, the superhero genre now has been so much of like a commodity on maintaining the status quo and a commodity on luxury that mm -hmm. you don't yeah. see characters, you don't see superhero characters that like have to struggle with trying to pay rent. You don't see superhero characters that have to struggle with like paying bills or any you see that in in the netflix series mm -hmm. but you yeah, don't see definitely. that on the big screen so i thought that was a very key is a key thing and if there was to have a, a cyborg movie in the future that follows that and he maintains that character i think it mm -hmm. would be a very a very 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 big deal yeah i think that'd be interesting to see to see as well because that i i didn't even know 
that Cyborg was that OP, basically. Like how Bruh. he could, I knew he could kind of take over, uh, you know, the digital stuff and technological stuff, but I, mm. I didn't realize it extended so much into, into like going into an ATM or someone's bank account and being able to do that. That is, oh, he's crazy. That, I I saw that and I was like, this this man is a more powerful than Superman to me. I feel like I would he rather <laughs> his powers than Superman's powers. Yeah. Imagine just like. <laughs> I mean, my first thought—it's so sad that my first thought was like, imagine being able to just go into UE and just blip. Now I have a degree. Look at that. Or I, yeah, just up everybody grades, man. Right, and then yeah. you're you're hailed. <laughs> I think I'd rather. I think I definitely rather. Now that I've seen what Cyborg can do, who cares about about you know lifting a tractor over my head or mm-hmm. shooting lasers? Exactly. You the know, technological age. Exactly. He's, in the technological age, the man who can speak the technology is king. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. I didn't even realize he could. He could. He spoke to Batman's uh the the plane, the bat plane, or mm-hmm. he spoke to the 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 crawler as well, the night crawler. Yeah. I didn't. He, could speak he spoke to the him. and the mother box as well. And to the mother, he directly spoke yeah. to the mother box. Yeah. That was a good I, scene. I, I like that too. So some things that I like. I do like the. I mean, the Martian Manhunter um, mm. appearance, what did you think of that? That was way out of place. Yeah. Okay, way, thank way, you. Way, way <laughs> that out came of out place. of nowhere. Oh, Why? That came out of nowhere. And, and the placement of it for me was a bit weird. Because it didn't seem to me that, it didn't make sense to me that why would this military man, this guy's Martian Manhunter, who is the military man from Man of Steel, which again, yeah. that raises so many questions. Because you mean to tell me that during the whole Man of Steel situation, yeah, when Kryptonians were trying to terraform the Earth, they were like, y'all get through. Yeah. Right? Y'all... <laughs> y'all get up there. This man never once decided he was going to help Superman. Nothing. He just sat by and did nothing. So the fact that, that made, they made him as a Martian Manhunter was an odd choice. That yeah. that was the reveal that he was taking the 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 appearance of martha kent to speak to lois and then come outside that was way out of left field i thought that was a very very poor uh, place yeah i didn't because they they actually had a good it felt like just it undercut the whole scene they had a pretty good heart to heart and she was asking him she was asking her well uh martha kent was asking lois why she hadn't gone back to work and her feelings and I was like okay they're, yeah. ha- they're having a nice moment they both lost someone that they care about and then she steps outside and whoosh 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 is a completely different person that Lois just bared her soul to and like I, I understand maybe his his goal was to to try to to encourage her but that hmm. that seemed a little dickish to come to her in the in the form of your lost loved one's mother yeah, like, of course you're going to be vulnerable. That seemed a little underhanded. It was, it was it um, a good introduction. It wasn't a good, and then it was like it had made you question what it was for because he shows up, and then he never joins a fight. Again, yeah, he the just world walked. is in danger, and this man he is just, just like <laughs> I got, at home I got watching some, on CNN like everyone else. I got Queen's Gambit to watch on Netflix, fam. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this today. It's like, come on, bro. Are you serious? Come and then on. afterwards, he goes back to. A bruised Bruce Wayne shows up yeah. at his house. He's Bruce Wayne is trying to recover from the beatdown yeah. that he. It's he a rough fight, huh? From these aliens, <laughs> and he just flies down like, "Hello, I am here." Like, 
I would have been yeah. mad. I think I think even even Bruce at the time, like he was like, "Who are you?" And he introduced yeah. himself, and he's like, uh, "Okay, you know what do you what do you want me to to tell you?" Right it was now? it was it was bizarre, man. It was bizarre. I, I think like um, yeah, this is definitely so much better. The story made it so was so much more coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said like a lot of that bad habits were there. I found that slow motion aside. This like this is like half a musical in a sense. It's almost like oh. if they had to play a song, they had to play their whole song. Yes, and it it always started out very so obviously like just starting from the dead start of the of the track, yeah. and, and it's completely silent. No, not a bird chirping in the air. Just da 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 and you forget. You're like, okay, well, there's gonna be a new character coming in, or this is a new scene, right? And we don't we don't always need a musical, you know, walk in. Yeah, this is not rent happening. It's not yeah, yeah exactly. Show us um, what's in the that that I I did not like that. Uh the song that he was playing when Aquaman was walking out on the pier. That was yeah. so weird to me. And that scene <laughs> went on for so long. And I was like, is this a music video or is he gonna it jump was- in? That you know that is like a some kind of like it's almost like a perfume ad, the way that mm. the water splashes and he's just there with like the drinking the beer and like in the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking his shirt off, like he he basically just bought shirts to get rid of them. I have um, a huge bone to pick about that because he <laughs> he you never see him swimming with a shirt, right? Like not you don't see him swimming with a shirt when he's underwater talking to Mara or whatever. Right. Right. So he comes out, saves the guy, has on just just a drags of shirt, right. utter drags of shirt, and then he decides to take it back off to go back in the water. We get it. It's, it's, for, the it's for the girls. It's Ooh, for the girls. Oh yeah, but why not just leave it off? It's so silly <laughs> that we have to have that that thing of like the slow motion. And boy, was that slow. That was the slowest of motions when he was taking <laughs> See, off that. We end with that nightmare scene. I think Jared Leto as a Joker as an absolute mess, and we did not need that comeback. No, no, but no one asked for no one needed that, that shit. No one no one needed it. that. Like, let's like stop trying to make Jared Leto happen. Please. Let Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix come in there, be like, let him. I let, really I, thought that that's I what they were the gonna do. Cheek. They should, they should. Like, I may need to infiltrate that alt-right group. And whoa, whoa. I may have to like infiltrate and start a petition. But um, I will say that after this, I was one of the people who were saying, like, just put that DC universe out of its misery. Mm-hmm. Do, do the standalone films and let it be a thing. Because the standalone films so far have been better. I really enjoy Shazam. I think Birds of Prey has been is one of the best things they've done so I far. Really I like Birds of Prey. I like Birds of Prey more than Wonder Woman. I, I, people came at me for that. But I sound <laughs> like that. The first one? Yeah. I haven't watched 84 yet. Okay. You don't need to watch that. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I now I feel like I have to. The well, the way you said I, I that try, makes me feel like I have to say that. I have to watch. I try. It. I try to save you, but um. <laughs> right. Well, this is a bus stop nerds take two. While we were recording this episode, Zoom fucked up <laughs> and completely messed us up. So now we had to go back. On uh, another day, and, and finish recording the last part of it. So basically, this is the um, the bus stop um, nerds, ne- the Nelson cut. 
if you if you would uh so <laughs> lady had to cut the fucking episode in two yeah i, I yeah. think this is make just it prophetic. four hours long you gotta make it four yeah. hours long too. uh the, i mean don't don't tempt me <laughs> um uh, I mean, I feel like you would beat me up after that because like, you literally was There's like, no we, way. We're, no <laughs> you're way, like, so. we're recording for 20 minutes me. now, right? You get it. I'm making sure, man. I got, <laughs> the, I, have, I have things to do. I'd be like, for this morning, for this morning, I don't, I don't think you understand how many times you were like, it, it's just going to be 20 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you sure? It's just 20 minutes, right? I don't. Before we start. And, Listen, I, you can say that, right? But don't make it sound like I have a bad time when I'm here because I'll be going and I'll be talking and then sometimes I'll be like, oh shit, we went for two and a half hours, damn. And then you right. manage to sub, cut it but down. I, but I still feel like um, the, at, the, at the end of each episode, you go like, good Lord, like, how long is my <laughs> going to keep me here? I'm trapped. <laughs> Belly grumbling. It's like thirsty, like tired of talking. <laughs> I was like, I, w- I want to go. Uh, but where we were at, where we had our last uh, cut, we were speaking about the future of the DC universe. I used to be the guy who would say, get this man off this property. But now I really want him to come back. I would no, like to see. Yeah, I would like to see what his vision for, for this moving forward, forward would be. What would you like to see him see him behind, though? What's the one, the one next thing, the one next? Maybe give me a standalone character that you would love to see him uh direct moving forward a standalone hmm yeah i think uh like i said i'm not a big fan of his superman right. i think, so you think he'd go back to that yeah I, w- I would prefer superman to have like a a fresh take um but i think he is good he has shown that maybe he is good working with with this crew this justice league crew and right. mainly, mainly because, I mean, he seems to have a good directorial relationship with all the other guys here. The way that they spoke about him was almost like, you know, like the, the, the way you would speak about a very close friend. Uh, they all okay. loved working with him. So I think, I think they should give him the, the, the big projects, the crossover stuff. Let him do the Justice League shows mm-hmm. and then just focus on that. So he doesn't have to be working on solo projects that are mostly advertisements for bigger things you know okay so you just give you give him the the team up movies like the yeah okay kind of like how the they gave the the started by giving the russos captain america and then the russos pretty much did the ensemble films uh let zach knew the ensemble film and he clearly has an outline and a storyboard for the ensemble stuff so let him do those I, i would like to see him come back Bring back some of the actors. I mean, if you recast Ezra Miller, I would not. I would not care. care. Okay, but if you suppose you recast Ezra Miller and then you get someone that runs even worse, like you get someone that looks like they're doing a handstand or something. Yeah, I would tell you if that's the case, and you would just have to kill the Flash. Funny enough, the Joss Sweden theatrical cut was what killed the DC universe, and the Zack Snyder Snyder cut is what really reinvigorated hope in it. So yeah. I, I do, I, I would say that how they corrected it, mm-hmm. I felt was a step in the right direction. The decision to do these standalone films that weren't so focused on continuity, mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad reboot looks like a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The Birds of Prey, I thought was I thought fantastic. Birds of Prey was, yeah, I really did. I thought it was great. And I thought 
Uh, and I think Margot Robbie was like a producer. I think she, she produced a, it. She she, produced she was it, a yeah. brown who brought that whole thing to life, and she fought. She said yes, she fought tooth she and nail to get that to get that out. I was I was watching her on uh, Hot Ones, and mm -hmm. she was she was talking about how it's her baby. Like she, mm -hmm. yeah. she watches all. She was like chewed into all the the box office everything because it really feels like her baby because she has yeah. such a hand in it. And it it again it sounds like everyone had a lot of fun on set. That seems to just be the formula. Yeah. Good, stop abusing passion, actors. Passion project. <laughs> passion, yeah. and then having someone behind it that mm -hmm. feels like you know they can do it well and they have great ideas and they have that drive and as you said that passion for it and they right. can bring it out and they they once I mean once they're talented enough that they're able to put that on on the screen put what they write or whatever. To translate it on the screen, I think that's mm -hmm. a recipe for a great movie. And I think if they, if if DC, uh, I know it's not just DC that has a hand in it, but if if the powers at play um, can hone in on that, I think the future of DC of the DCU should be fairly yeah. bright. Like there's yeah. some people who won't watch, who aren't really into watching anything unless it's tied into some kind of a superhero universe or something like that mm -hmm. so i feel like with that kind of you know with that kind of popularity a lot a lot gets skipped and a lot gets brushed over so i think mm -hmm. you'll just like put out put out the product slap this name on it right. and we're good and it really i mean it, it it takes it takes errors like uh like the first cut of justice league for people to realize Hey, maybe this isn't how this works. Maybe we shouldn't just take a guy that yeah. you know, did something that kind of worked out well and just slap him on this and think exactly that the, the same. Well, not the same thing. That far different fans mm. will just eat it up the same way. Because you know we we do have a lot of prime superhero content um, to pick from, but uh, mm. what were some of the ones that? were your favorites like from the previous dc shows you know we before we had um snyder uh, four hour films on on HBOs <laughs> and, yes yes and stuff like that what were some of your favorite um superhero related stuff and i mean the cw it's, i guess can, can count it's gotta be as i said it's gotta be smallville smallville all day every day smallville. somebody say oh we're gonna we're gonna clip the mics here we're gonna yeah. we're gonna lose followers <laughs> if you see this <laughs> but Smallville was it, man. I was in, I don't want to age myself or maybe age the audience, but I was in primary school when when Smallville came out on CBC. And obviously at that age, you don't I, I knew I was. Oh loved damn, you're in primary school? Yeah. Well, is it you that I aged? I aged you. <laughs> yes. <If> I, <laughs> you probably aged you by like two years, but but that was something like you used to watch it on Tuesdays, I remember. And I'd come to school and we'd be in prayers and we'd be whispering about it, like, hey, you see, you see what Lana did? And I mean, none of us, it was a fairly, it was like a teen show, basically. But right. we and some there were some themes that were explored that we probably should not have been exploring at that age. A lot of sex. Show. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of tension. Yeah. But yeah, we'd be talking about like, hey, you see what Clark did, and oh, he nearly flew, and yeah, powers he, he. I'm the villain of the week, um, the super, um, the, 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 the invisible guy. 
There was a one yeah. when Bart Allen showed up. Oh, I love that. I, I yeah, love yeah. when he was running backwards. That that to me. <laughs> Yo, I, and I is that like, scene? Did yes, I see when he when chased he... him and he ran on, on the water? Like he Yo, I could mm-hmm. there's some episodes I could quote, man. Seriously. Listen. I love and I had some some um some episodes on DVD too, because my family realized that I loved it and I would stay mm-hmm. up late and, and watch it. So they started giving me DVD box sets. Ah, some some of the youth out there don't know anything about DVD box sets, <laughs> do they? Face. Just click click. Yeah. On their Netflix or whatever. <laughs> and their um, HBO and Max. And then, of course, he had to wait for the shows to pop up on CBC like two seasons later. Oh, two? No, come on. We're talking four Bruh. at least. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Days of Our Lives was like 11 years behind. So, Bruh. yes, the past. Mm-hmm. Um, These <laughs> <laughs> episodes of Days Gone by. 480p. Yeah, um, yeah. Four by three aspect ratio. Yeah. Watching it on like 1998 quality two seasons back. <laughs> you know, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite DC show will have to be I will have to go for the animated ones um, either oh, yeah, from the Justice yeah, League or like Static Shot but like specifically yes. Justice League Unlimited okay Justice League Unlimited was so good so, I didn't so have good. any of those days sadly because as I said I only had CBC I had Static you didn't Shot catch that? everyone everyone used yeah. to talk about the, the Justice League Unlimited yeah but like that Justice League Unlimited show was was absolutely awesome. And you look at the Lex Luthor mm-hmm. that was also played by so I think like the Flash was played by Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex oh, Luthor yes, on Smallville. Yes, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yes, 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 yes. And, and there's that yeah, episode where around. yeah, listen, this man is an <laughs> underrated talent. Because there was an episode, Truly. there was an episode where um Lex Luthor took out like and Flash swapped bodies, and then you have oh. obviously the man that played Lex Luthor in real life was playing oh. as Lex Luthor in the Flash's body. Yes, right. So, who nice. voices the Flash? Because there's that scene where he goes into the bathroom. Flash and Lex Luthor's body goes to the bathroom, and someone asks him like, "So, um, you're not gonna wash your hands?" And <laughs> I think man's like, uh, "No." Because I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's cool and all, right? But I can see for sure that influencing a a whole bunch of like preteens and children to be like, yeah. well, this guy is pretty cool. I think I'm gonna stop washing my hands too. That's why kids carry germs because it's a clout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now no one wants but... to be cool like um gosh, what's his name? The new Lex uh <laughs> jesse jesse, jesse can you imagine people being like oh that guy's really cool i i still cannot believe that was a casting that happened every every now and then i have to wake up look at that and think to myself yo this <laughs> shit happened for real yeah like, they it, really it did feels this like they put michael sarah like alternate reality <laughs> michael sarah <laughs> as lex luther and i'm like that is the complete opposite unless you're yes. going with an actual alternate dc universe that's the opposite of what you yes. want to go during the, that time, like all the rumor mills were like, it's going to be Brian Cranston as Les Oh, Luther. that'd be sick. You know, like Heisenberg is Les Luthor. And it's like somebody from DC offices looked through the internet and was like, oh, they mean Heisenberg? Sure. <laughs> and they just went through and, and that's how we ended up yes. with this mess. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think like if I have to say like our current favorite DC shows for me is Doom Patrol. 
absolutely love it. What's that, Paw Patrol, you said? Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh, Doom. Okay, cool. So I said Paw Patrol. Doom Patrol. <laughs> and the Harley Quinn show. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't I mean, expect we, to like that as much as I did. Yeah. I mean, we both share like a thirst with Poison Ivy. Nah, Jesus. You, nah. you see, you know what? I wasn't going to mention it. I wasn't going to nah, say nah, anything. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to say anything. But Listen. I think it's universal. Bruh. I mean, like, Poison Ivy is the heart of that show, but she is just... She's Boing. also just the heart. In the, general, the, the heart. heart. The, the heart and the body. <laughs> and the but, body. Um, <laughs> problematic light is on. But, um, uh, yeah. Of course, this is now um, the, the, the nerd part of the, I guess, like the, sorry, I should say the geek part of the show. Mm-hmm. I always say go out there, read your comics. Get out there, read comics. Comics are good. You know, as much as you like these movies, the comics are better and i'm here to steer yeah. you in the right right path if you enjoy the snyder cut you're gonna look at some of the things that influence the the, the stories that we see here okay and right so this is a story about dark side as well as a story to justice league steppenwolf mm-hmm. these are all characters that belong to the new gods pantheon and the New Gods Pantheon is created by Jack Kirby. And you may know oh, nice. Jack Kirby as the guy that created Captain America, as the guy that created the Avengers, along with Stan Lee um, and the Fantastic Four. Stan Lee's frequent collaborator. When he left Marvel Comics, he went to DC. And he, that's where he introduced these characters called the Forever People. And if you oh, watch okay. Young Justice... There is an episode of Young Justice where like Superboy has his um uh the sphere. These four guys from New Genesis come to collect it. Those are the Forever People. And in Forever People number three is where we see the first appearance of Darkseid. And I think that is one of the clearest impressions and and, and explanations of who Darkseid is as a character. So mm-hmm. definitely look for that. Forever People number three. To look further into the story of New Gods and the Mother Bosses and Steppenwolf, the intrigue of like how the of why the New Gods want Earth and the anti-life equation. Look for the New Gods. Um, is a mini series, very short, very easy to read, and also look for Justice League Rock of Ages. So Rock of Ages is another anti-life equation based story. Mm-hmm. where Darkseid get, gets the anti-life equation and takes control of the entire universe. And the Justice League find themselves in this dystopian world that they have to find some way nice. to correct. The only oh. guys to count on are like Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, mm-hmm. um, Aquaman, Green Arrow, and The Ray. And there's a sequence between... Green Arrow, uh, sorry, Green Arrow and the Atom. Where they do, you know how on, on the Avengers they, there was Hawkeye and Ant Man with the arrow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're facing Dark Side. So you have Green Arrow against Dark Side, Green Arrow and the Atom against Dark Side. <laughs> biggest, biggest mismatch of the of the of the century. Yeah. It's like putting Majin Buu and Cell versus Krillin. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not going to work out. But. Green Arrow is like, you know what? We're all going to die anyway at last ditch effort. The Atom goes on Green Arrow's arrow, Green Arrow's um, arrow tip. He shoots it right mm-hmm. into Darkseid's brain. 
and inside oh. their inside dark side's brain the atom just starts to smash his brain and that's when dark side just completely loses it he gives dark side an aneurysm completely crushes oh. his mind and that's how he beats him and right nice. before right before the omega beams hit him and he dies he's like oh my god we did it <laughs> we beat dark side and nice. it is like that is one of the coolest sequences in dc comics oh sick I mean that's uh, that's kind of like the the I mean it's a serious version of it but like how the joke of like how um the how Ant-Man would crawl inside of Thanos. Yes, Thanos' ass and like just expand. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually very disappointed that we didn't get to see anything close to that because that would have been <laughs> But I love I love jokes. I love things like that where people like don't people kind of underestimate someone's power. So you, yeah. you get like the atom and sometimes he's played as kind of a joke character like he gets mm-hmm. big he gets small big deal he can't lift up you know ten thousand tons he can't uh run at the speed of light but if you if you get someone that can that can really analyze powers and think about certain situations where mm-hmm. that could be above anything else is yeah. is brilliant to watch yeah, and, and it's all about ingenuity because we you know we get into a whole lot of like comic book arguments of versus of who would be who, who would be this and a third. Yeah. And yeah, I, I yeah. think like Stanley said it best, whoever the writer wants to win will win. And it is very inventive. As much as I don't like this bad god supremacy or this bad god propaganda, which whole mm-hmm. thing Batman can be anybody with prep time. Right. It's not nonsense. It is interesting to see the, the ingenious ways. Once it's ingenious and not just like some plot-induced nonsense, like the, the creative ways that you can see how like a character that is mismatched can find a way to, to, um, to, to overcome. I think that's also mm-hmm. very, always very cool. That's, uh, that's it for like the, the geek corner um, and from the bus mm-hmm. stop um, nerd section. This is our episode, like well amended and and recorded without the Zoom errors. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah. we'll have to go a third time. Call Ezra Miller to rewind, and to, we'll go to, to the first recording. I don't think I don't think you could survive watching him run for long enough for us to to rewind time. Run away. Uh, the the good us. thing is at super speed, I don't have to see him move, actually move. True. 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 Yeah, true, true. it'll be over in a, in a, in a flash. Yeah. Aha. Nice. Um, nice. yeah, that's our bus there's Zach, Zach, uh, Zach Snyder's. Surprisingly palatable. Share this to your friends, you know, the ones that don't know yet about mm-hmm. the bus stop nerds, about the, the, the corner for the nerdiest conversations on the Beijing yes, Sphere right indeed. now. There, there, there's no other pod doing it like us. You'll find us anywhere you look, wherever you find for podcasts, look at it. And if where you listen to podcasts, you don't see it, let us know and say, yo, Jose, you're not on my favorite podcast aggregator. <laughs> and I'll make sure to get the bus stop nerds on that corner. I haven't got any sponsors yet, but we're, we're moving up in equipment. So oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. A... Out, out of our own pockets. Uh... Well, until next time, same, same bus stop, same bus channel. That's an awful outro. <laughs>